0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Pod Mavericks After Dark after mid-afternoon, more likely. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow recording at just before three p.m. Uh, following the Dallas Mavericks losing another inexplicable game to the Charlotte Hornets, they are now three games under five hundred, and it is it's gone from um, it's gone from like like on the edge of of bleak to plummeting towards the abyss. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's Go over. Ahead. It's over. Like there's no like how many times have we been saying, okay, well it's not over yet. They could still do this. Uh it's over. There's Uh what there's seven. I think there's seven games left. Um they still play Philly, Miami, Atlanta, three straight on the road. They play tomorrow night, likely without Luca in Indiana against a team that's already beaten them this year and presents a lot of matchup problems for them. Uh turns out almost every team presents a Maver- matchup problem for these, for these Mavericks lately. So um, if you're, you've still been hanging on, I mean, I've honestly, you know, at least publicly facing, I've been trying to hang on there because uh, the alternative is, is not as fun, but yep. this, this felt that first quarter, felt about as much as I've seen a team kind of like give up on a season that I've seen uh, in a long time Uh, as from, as from a team that had legitimate expectations, not like a bad team. We've seen bad teams give up all the time, but we didn't, we didn't think this Mavericks team would be great, but we also didn't think they'd be bad. And they are, they are verging into the, just a bad team. Yeah.
1: And I don't, you know, I've been thinking about this. Like we had a little bit of a delay between the end of the game and when we're recording and i'm just kind of sad you know there's there's a lot of like heated you know i get heated on these post-game shows and i get you know i walk I, I i'm emotionally all over the place during the live shows that i host a little later after after you and i record depending on kind of what the energy is of the person i'm talking with but this just stinks and it stinks in a way that's hard to convey because. It feels like an extension of the worst parts of what we were worried about when they hired Jason Kidd. And I, I you know, I was told—I've not listened. I'm a little behind on my other Mavs shows, but I was told for like the Locked On guys of all people, so Nick and Isaac, our friends, said that the Mavericks need to fire Jason Kidd after the after the Hornets' loss. Um, which, coming from them. I think really says something (laughs) in in the sense of, you know, Nick and Isaac are sunny side up guys. They, they just both are. And to be at that point is really, it, it, it just, it makes me feel bad because I just, I don't like being right about this stuff. And, you know, the vibes have been really bad since the Laker game. um, When you look back in hindsight and obviously this is not on kid entirely but kid is the person who is the easiest to replace and it's got like the the stuff we've criticized for 2 years has really become a talking point where kid doesn't do anything on the sidelines and dudley and sweeney are and when there's no life you start to question the preparation of the team and you know not to get into a bigger philosophical discussion but like lucas there was a, a an interview given by by one of lucas older coaches and like i had some really fun back and forth with the overseas fans where a lot of people are telling me luca does want to be coached hard i'm not necessarily interested in that debate at this point in time but i will say that luca probably does want to be coached period and i don't feel like that's happening
2: yeah you talk about this is like the sum of all fears from the last two years. This is the sum of all fears from the last four years. oh yeah yeah going this, back to
1: 2019 for sure yeah yeah this
2: is this is all the you know when we entered this season, we were both like they should you know be hopeful that they're gonna win forty five or more games and and be a solid playoff team, but both of us and you know I you know I tried to repeat over and over again I said despite the fact that you know Luca can paper over a lot because he's that good.
3: Um, like dark. you don't yeah. yeah
2: you don't make that many mistakes in a such a you know not like 10 years like we're talking like three to four years the amount of mistakes that the organization has made in terms of roster building you can't outrun that like it catches up to you it didn't catch up to them last season and they had a miracle run you know nico harrison made the right call at the right time to get christoph's off the team even if that looks kind of weird now but
1: even that's unpacking a mistake
2: right right yeah so like you know they 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 got some they got some breaks you know they signed reggie bullock who was like the best free agent they've signed uh in like 10 years it feels like since like monte ellis like that you know and they had a great you know they had a great run And, and and but again it was just it's just like you can't you can't do what they did in 2019 you can't do you know you can't do what they did in 2020 you know wasting mid-level exceptions on trey burke and, and willie collie stein and you yeah. and you 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 boof it on on two out of three top 36 picks um and even the one those that guys you hit out right yeah. but even and but even the guy that you hit josh green who everyone loves and still wants to play like i mean that's i'm sorry i'm still counting that as a loss when i'm looking at Desmond Bain and Tyrese Maxey. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they did okay, but like, it's still, if I'm marking it as a winner or a loss, I'm marking it in the L column. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, and it's just yeah. like that. And then 2021, you know, they, you know, was okay. Yeah. And then you let Brunson go. Like, you just can't, you just can't stack. You mistake, can't make mistake. Many- mistake, mistake. It's going yeah, to Yeah.
1: Cause it, it forces, and I was, I was really talking about this on the timeline, my Twitter timeline yesterday. 2013, when they didn't sign Dwight uh Howard yeah. started a real cascade of doubling down where every year the Mavericks got a little worse and they bet a little bigger and then what they ended up with was absolutely nothing in the cupboard no draft picks no assets just old tired players and then players that were getting paid like Harrison Barnes was like has to lead the franchise, which is the someone had guy. to take,
2: take the money, they yeah, someone had to, someone had to
1: take the money, and it's just you know mistakes happen in sports, but yeah. where we where the niche you and I fill is to call bullshit, bullshit, and the marketing job that's been done in this on this organization for the last ten years is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. You know, I I, I work in politics, and I've never seen people turn around like every year. It's like oh, well, the Mavs are great. You know, they lost Jalen Brunts going to be fine, and you know, like again. Team building is hard. So I don't want to sit here and act like we know everything because we don't. But it's, it's you know, when you get the hard part, you luck into Luka Doncic. And, you know, even that was a, like like the fact that they didn't want the guy on the Hawks and they wanted to send another draft pick just shows how little this organization fundamentally understood where team building was going. You know, you watch the yeah. Warriors build through the draft. You watch the Celtics build through the draft. And the Mavericks just refused to do it. They wanted the easy way, the shortcut, the quick fix. And at a certain point, quick fixes stop working. And, you know, I – the last couple of – like, I'm really curious as to whether Kyrie and Luka can work. I don't think it's on them, okay?
2: Kyrie well, The numbers been, would say when they're on the floor, it's actually – Yeah, most, so there, the there's all this chitter
1: – there's, there's all this this chatter about this sort of thing and it's not on them I mean could Kyrie afford to hit a shot yeah but you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna let a guy have a pass who's playing through foot pain. okay I'm not I'm not a, I wasn't a Cy- Kyrie super fan as everybody heard the shows but I'm not I'm not interested in making it about him like like some of the weird stuff that happened on TMZ and Twitter yesterday but th- this team has two good players and and that's kind of it everybody you know the the Jaden Hardy might be something one day. Josh Green might be something one day, but we've gotten two game reminders that Green is still young and still inexperienced. He's been bad. Um, and then Hardy, for whatever reason, didn't get any run tonight. 13 minutes. And I I just I feel very confused because the season's on the line to a degree, and the Mavericks just came out with no pop, no oomph. And and that is is an inexcusable thing for everybody involved. Now it was really interesting to see Luca turn it on. But he picked up his 16th technical, he's going to miss the Pacer game. Um I'm just genuinely I I'm kind of at a loss for for what to really talk about that hasn't been hashed to death.
2: Yeah, it's just yeah I mean, I'm little, like i'm i'm defeated yeah, like i'm defeated i feel like how the mavericks look there, but there's a weird like it's weird because we talk about get rich quick and they mm-hmm. honestly might like if they get a top 10 pick and they and they use it and they use it uh either they trade for like a really good player or if they you know, make a pick in what's regarded as like a really awesome draft. And you add a 19 year old, like <laughs> you add like a 19 year old with all-star potential, which, you know, in this draft in the top 10, I think they're, they're, you could certainly make a case for a lot of guys that if they get that, like, it's just funny because like, this is a season from hell, but I'm looking at this roster and I'm looking at what they have going forward to trade and within their cap space. Like, this is kind of the way out, isn't it? Like, it, as bad as this sucks, and as much well, as well, see, this... and
1: that's okay. That's a great pivot point because what do they do from here? What they do from here and what they should do from here is pack it up. and, you know, just give Hardy 35, 40 minutes a game, give Green 35, 40 minutes a game, play JaVale, You know, don't tank, like, players don't tank. That's the most important thing. We just watched this from Charlotte, but. They need to, you know, let Luca get his body right. He he wants the, I'm pretty sure the World Cup is this summer, but I don't think World Cup stuff actually starts until August. Let Luca have an honest to God off season. Let him have his first real offseason since his rookie year. Let him get his mind right. Let him get his body right. Go play for Slovenia and come into next year really, really ready to go. Let Kyrie. His foot, you know, his foot is concerning to him. He has said this. It, let him heal. Sign him to a contract that he wants and you want because you don't trade for a guy unless you intend to resign him. Sorry, I know there's mass fans that are like, "Oh, this can't work." Sorry, you don't give up a pick and do what you did unless yeah, they, you intend to resign
2: him. Right, you don't trade for it. Yeah, yeah. It's, then, then, it's, then even figure... if me and Kirk, we both have our our concerns about him on a long term deal. Like they made their bed. Like, yeah. You, you deal
1: with that down the road if yeah. if it becomes like you don't you don't tr- you know sign a guy in anticipation of problems. You have to hope for the best. That's even what they did with Kate Chris Stapps Porzingis, and then you know you go into the lottery and you hope, you hope. Understand the Dallas Mavericks have never moved up a single time in their history in the lottery. They've only fallen or stayed where they're supposed to be. Uh, so it's the pick it conveys to the Knicks unless it's top ten. So that would be kind of the hope. You you hope that you stay in tenth because I don't really yeah. see I don't oh, see if, them if, falling
2: if, if they don't make the if they miss the plan and they don't keep their pick this year then what I'm talking about about them like getting get rich quick and maybe this is the way oh out. it's yeah that's it's, over, it's over like <laughs> I, I mean
1: it's at, like, that, I don't point, know. at we, that point at that point you honestly like like this <laughs> is gonna you know people have talked about this but at that point you honestly have to consider going and having a conversation with Luka and saying where where can
2: we do what's best for you. Yeah, that's that I don't even want to think about that part. No, neither do I. But uh yeah, but yeah, and then yeah, it's just it's like you know, yeah, like I just keep thinking back to just the culmination of mistakes. Like you just you can't draft your second best you know, you can't hit on Jalen Brunson as a draft. Like, cause you look at all the contenders, that's what contenders do. They draft, mm-hmm. you know, like the second best player on a lot of these teams you know, unless you like the Lakers, you know, you trade for them, you know, you draft, like you draft a core and you let you grow, you grow them together and your two best players typically on championship teams historically are, are homegrown guys. Uh, you know, of course there's exceptions like the Miami heat and, uh, but you know, and you know, maybe the Milwaukee bucks, but you know, even Middleton, they didn't draft Middleton, but he certainly wasn't who he was when they acquired him. Um, so they kind of developed him a bit for sure, but it's just, it's just hard like you just you can't lose your second best player for nothing go into the season not replacing him and expect things to be fine and kirk you talked we talked about on the last uh, last time we talked i think in the live show and i think he tweeted it last night like they went into this off this past off season not knowing why they had the success that they had like I just oh saw- and, and,
1: and yes so can i talk about that for a minute Yes. Yes? Okay. Yes. yes. Sorry to <laughs> cut you off. To, to what I said, and then I'll let Josh go, is I said this. The Mavericks made it in conference finals by making a, a, a bet based on math that their three-point shooting and their staunch perimeter defense would outpace the, uh, the basically anything that teams could do to hurt them, scoring in the paint, rebounding, et cetera. They rode that all the way, and they rode some outlier shooting all the way to the Western Conference Finals where they got beat by the Warriors, and that's okay. They came into the offseason talking about how they needed to improve their rebounding. Okay, I was okay with that on its face. And instead, they let Brunson walk, and they signed JaVale McGee, and they did nothing to actually improve. That's the thing that is really most upsetting. They did nothing to improve, and they got worse. And we were told, no, actually, guys, if you look at it, they got better. I went and reviewed our off-season pieces. I went and reviewed Dallas basketball's off-season pieces, and then like D Magazine and ESPN, and like everybody tried to talk themselves into this because Luca is that good. It was a bad bet by everyone involved. Okay, sorry.
2: It was, yeah. It's just, it's crazy to me that it's like, man, you look at what Dorian and Reggie Bullock did in the playoffs last year, uh, last summer. Uh well not last summer, last year. Yeah. And you come into that offseason, like you would think after watching what those guys did and how that team played defense, you would think that the response would be okay, let's get those guys some some help. Let's either get some bench depth so that they're not playing 48 minutes or 44 minutes in a playoff game, or let's try to get a better, you know, maybe we don't have the resources to get a better player, but let's just let's try to make that depth better because that's the formula. Is Luca yeah. With a good small ball switching defensive aggressive defensive lineup that's athletic and, and can get out and guard on the perimeter, you know we don't have big men, a, bi- a great big man, but that's okay because we got to the Western Conference Finals. We got past Rudy Gobert. We got past John Raiden. Big men are important, but they're you know you can get by without a great big man in the NBA right now. Um, and, and instead, their their two biggest offseason acquisitions were two big men that can't play defense, and it's like. Yeah. And I understand that they thought one of them could, but that was just, that was just, I mean, but that, that, what that shit tells
1: me is none of those people watched him play, including the Mavericks. Yeah.
2: So it's, he
1: has never been a good defender.
2: Ever. No. Um, he signed Javel McGee to the biggest contract of his career at 34 years old. Second biggest, but yeah. Oh, second biggest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, my bad. But uh, yeah, it's just, that's the part. And you know, you watch Bullock and you see how, like, the tired legs it feels like he's been running on and dorian before he got traded by the way like the defense was still pretty bad uh before he got traded here um and i'm just like i just don't know how you just you just pivot to that you know it's kind of it's so funny because the the org is i mean maybe it makes sense because the org is so focused on twitter and caring what twitter thinks Maybe they read too many Dwight Powell sucks tweets Jeez, uh, for the weird. last we didn't five even years. talk about
1: that. They went back to one big. I forgot they did that.
2: Yeah. Um. Like, like maybe that's it. Maybe they read too many like Dwight Powell sucks tweets and they just got it in their head that they needed to get a bit. They needed to upgrade their big rotation uh, last summer. And then who cares if they don't replace you? Gen- maybe that's it. I mean, they care about Twitter so much. I mean, I guess it makes sense. So, yeah. Um, and by the way, like I know I defend my Paul a lot, but he played 4 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 0 good points. Yeah, he, uh, he he had a he had a bad game. So.
1: And I don't know. You didn't even ta- what we else didn't really talked about the game. No, cuz what is there to say? Like Luca got hot in the second and really played a pretty good game the rest of the way after looking like he was like there was something seriously wrong in the first quarter. That's that's kind of the the that's yeah, the, that the takeaway.
2: Yeah, it was the first quarter.
1: Yeah they got crushed on the boards again not shocking they just got like
2: uh, i mean they didn't show up and then they kind of showed up and it was too late the thing if we want to talk about the like the the game real quick besides the the embarrassing first quarter where by the way like uh the angriest i've ever heard mark followell uh doing play-by-play since i've been listening to him for lord i mean is it almost 20 years i've been listening to him call mavericks games It's by far the angriest i've ever heard him in the first half, uh, when the Hornets went up by 19, and had a wide open, just a fast break layup that went straight down the rim, and, and no one contested or and watched, and I was kind of shocked because he's pretty, he's very even keeled. You know, I, he gets excited obviously for the good moments, but in terms of when things are going bad, he stays pretty even keeled uh, through the rough, rougher moments of a game. And I think that one just got to him naturally. Like there's only so much you can take. But besides that, the thing that just astounds me and why I think the season is over is just, it was a one point game in the fourth quarter and they've closed the game out the final five minutes with Luca, Kyrie, Reggie Bullock, Tomorrow Jr. And first it was Christian Wood and then they subbed him out because he made a defensive mistake. And then it was Maxi Kleba. And it's like, those are the five guys, right? Like no injuries. Like you got, you got your vets in, you got all the guys you want in. The lineup that we talked about when the trade was made, that this could be one of the best lineups that they could play. Obviously it hasn't played a lot since Luke and Kyrie and Tim have been hurt. Um, but still it was I was like, okay, here it is. Like this is one of the best lineups they should have all season. This Hornets team is terrible and trying to lose the game, it felt like with the way they were defending. Um oh. like, come on, man, like you double doubling Luca. Like they were they were hoping the Mavericks would shoot threes, and I'm just like, Wait, this is the old, this is all they do is shoot threes. Why are you giving up open threes? So and then they still couldn't win. Like that's that's when I kind of raised the white flag. I was like, if this lineup can't get it done against the Hornets team that is feels like it's trying to lose this game on purpose with the way they're guarding you, then, yeah, it's over.
1: All right, so we got Pacers. Uh, Pacers, what day is that game on? Hopefully a while. Hopefully Tuesday. I don't want to do this again tomorrow. Nope, they play tomorrow. This is the, uh, the last uh, back-to-back. Uh, they're currently sitting on a four-game skid. They're playing without Luca, but at least it's an early game. Uh, 6 p.m. start time, so that'll be fun. Unless
2: it gets rescinded. Um, it could
1: get rescinded. Right. Well, I don't know if it will. Yeah. I mean, they, they usually have to have a good reason to not rescind. Yeah, then they definitely. play uh, the Sixers and the Heat. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, this really could be an actual skid. I didn't yeah, believe it I, until I saw it. Look at the schedule, Kirk. Where's the next win? Because they just lost two in a row to one of the worst teams in the league. Like, it's, is it, they might like, the only game they are, I think the only game they might be favored in for the rest of the season, unless some team sits some guys, is going to be uh-huh. San Antonio. Does it, it even matter? Do. They were, they had the highest favored of a game. They blew the biggest, what, spread. Uh, you get that first Charlotte game, they were favored by like 16 and they lost. So nothing matters anymore. That's, that's the best thing I can
1: see. Do you think they actually, like, just, just off the top of your head, gut reaction, do you think they move on from kid? My gut says absolutely not.
2: My gut says no, but I have to say I've been so 100% strong and nothing could happen for kid to get fired. I've wavered like I'm for the first time since he's been hired here, I've wavered in how much of a leash he actually does have. If they miss the play I I think I think that opens up the opportunity. If they squeak in, then you know who who knows what happens, but missing the plane like finishing 11th in the west in a bad year in the west i mean i don't know this is i mean this is new for for cuban cuban's been on bad teams but they've been when they're supposed to be bad this is the first time i think I he's ever been an owner of the team that's supposed to be a contender and not even make the playoffs. Like this is new for him. So I mean, I don't shit, know this is it. new for
1: us. I've never, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean Doyle and some of the really long time Mavs fans, you know, we got guys that pop into the Spotify live that are like 40 year fans. And I'm just like, this is, you know, one guy who's like, man, I watched the McClellan years and this is, this is hard to do. And, and it is, it's, it's hard to watch. I mean, I, I think, I don't think you fire kid right now, but I also don't see how you can go into next season with him because they don't respond to him right now. Now, do they not respond to him because of him or because of the situation that they find themselves in? I mean, it's, it's, there's just, this is just such a, such a weird thing. And it's like the one thing I've been thinking about, Matt Moore said this to me. He said, you do not fire your coach unless you know who your next head coach is. And that I don't have like, I'm very know. critical of this team, but I don't have an answer from there. And he so, never
2: fires coaches, so we're yeah, just man, not used to
1: how he goes. God, about that us. guy, that guy pointing that out on the show the other night, he's only fired Avery. Was <laughs> he? it's 23 years of this? Only fired one coach. That's remarkable. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go do the live show, and yeah, then my son fun. and I are gonna watch a Transformers movie because oh, cool.
2: explosions. Well, you'll have more entertainment watching that
1: than you did this game. Well, I really wouldn't. I need to go. Like, I want to find time. You saw John Wick. I'm really jealous. Like, finding three hours to go see that
3: is killing me. I know. I know. It's a long
1: movie. Yeah. All (laughs) right. Well, we'll talk. uh, We'll talk tomorrow night then. Everybody be good and go Mavs.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.